0: Hey guys, welcome to the Casey Catcher. We got uh, the woman of the moment, Olivia Fiana. That was unbelievable! That world record foil that you uh, you just smashed my record by like another seventy k's, and and added on another sort of two or three hours. It just showed what the human body is capable of. So um, I was stoked to follow along, a lot, a lot of people um, were stoked to watch too. So. First of all, a big congrats. Um, but I wanted to get you on to talk about obviously the world record foil, um, also how you got into downwind foiling, but then finish off with um the races you're looking at doing coming up this month in July. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Olivia.
1: Thank you, James. Super happy to talk to you. And uh yeah it uh it was actually the the best time of the year to do it in uh, europe with the with the long days of uh, fifteen hour of flights and we got the good condition luckily, it was not uh, I was uh, I, like I, I wanted to to do it in June like uh, early in June or like beginning of June to twenty one of June really the longest day yeah. but the condition was not so good so. Was on the 29th last uh, Thursday and and yeah, it was the perfect condition. So yeah, yeah,
2: it was but, it was so uh, something cool to watch. like
1: really really special, like a mix of. Uh, what like first? Why do I do it? That's the question. Like I was thinking, like uh, okay, like you opened the 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 way, like uh, when you did it into like uh, last uh, April twenty twenty two, was wow was huge. Like was something like almost uh, not understandable. Like how oh, is it possible to do two hundred kilometers in uh, one day? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it really, uh, uh, like, uh, inspired me a lot. And then I, I was thinking that maybe in Portugal was possible as well. And I really wanted to to try, at least. And actually, the, the sport of foil is completely different than racing or running or biking. It's really something else. It's really like when you are good on your gear, when the conditions are delivering... It's just about uh, reading the ocean and being part of it, and and it's a lot of technique. Yeah. Actually, more than like the 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 physical uh, uh, aspect uh, count, but it's like let's say seventy percent of uh, technique.
0: For sure, and and I think I think he showed that and and what's possible because uh yeah uh fourteen hours of doing something you know not many people um not many people do 14 hours of anything you know <laughs> so it's um 14 hours of physical activity um shows that you definitely had your equipment dialed and you were reading the conditions really well and um yeah it was, it was awesome to watch i'm going to back up a little bit i want to i want to talk to you first about um how you got into downwind foiling because we, we both used to sup race a lot and um you know Surf racing for us has, has stopped a little bit more. Surf racing still exists um, and still thriving, especially in Europe, but it's gone more from um, sort of surf racing and downwind racing to now it's a lot more flat water races. And I, I think I'm speaking on behalf of you, but like for me, I really enjoyed the surf race and the downwind racing aspect of sup racing and the flat water yeah, racing. Me too. Yeah. The flat water racing didn't really excite me. It was it was good for fitness, but it was um it wasn't my passion. So the downwind foiling has fully overtaken my like sporting um, ambitions. And sub downwind racing is is a very small sport now because everyone that was doing it is now foiling, it seems, you know. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> it looks like <laughs> yeah.
0: So how did that transition work for you and um, uh, how was your learning experience for the, on the downwind foil or foiling?
1: Yeah, actually, I uh, when I did sub racing was because windsurfing was too complicated and then it was much easier to use the wind with the sup and enjoying the sweat and downwind was also my first uh my favorite uh, way to to practice uh, sub uh, racing, yeah. and then the flatwater races was really to be part of the of the tour and then to be with the friends and to to compete and to make the sponsor happy. Let's say,
2: yeah, <laughs> even yeah. if
1: it was fun too, it was a part of the game. But I was like you more a surfer than a uh, than a pure uh, flatwater racer.
2: Mm-hmm
1: and then the hardest part for me to stop suppressing was to quit the my second family like you know i did the euro tour i did the world championship i did it for 10 years and i had my routine let's say i i had my 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 job and mm. it takes it took so much here to have the 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 confident like the credibility and to have the contract with the sponsor and to have a to have all of it uh, down, that to say, okay, so like any, I guess that any sports like uh, career, is super hard to stop, mm. and even more when you have to when you really love uh, your community. And then actually, the the COVID uh, helped uh, a lot. Like it yeah. was a, like a break into yeah. the the surprising uh, craziness. Uh, like doing races in summer every every weekend mm-hmm. and then like it, it made the transition more softly let's say like it was okay so there is the COVID so now we do only foiling and then yeah I was completely uh, addicted to foiling and then wing foiling and then surf, surf, everything about foiling and it's actually also effort, effortless comparing to uh to regular sub racing. And it's also like you can manage better your training. It's not uh, t- 12 uh, training the week, like something like that. I, when I was uh, sub racing, I was training twice a day, really training hard, doing uh, interval training and gym and... And recovering, doing like longer uh, distance training. It was really, I, I was pretty strict to have my, to get the result I wanted to get in this sport. And it's foiling, it's not the same. I'm more <laughs> a free rider, you know, I, yeah. I, I really go and the like, I, I can manage my training more like easily with my personal life and have a, like a train, like almost, uh, half that's what i did in in uh in surprising. yeah same. so this is uh, also like something that uh, counts in the in the balance and I, when i did like i did one year of olympic uh, windsurfing uh, iq foil mm-hmm. in marseille with the french team and i was super surprised that actually the guys and girls they they train not so much like we did in sub racing, like in really uh, uh endurance sports. In terms of hours, it was uh, it was like uh, 40 hour of uh, training the month. Yeah, right. And not the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking that's a lot for yeah, a week. Like, but well, for a month, do... it's not much. No,
1: but I mean, if you do quality training, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think sub racing. Look, it obviously set us both up pretty well for downwind foiling because of the SUP aspect of it and the ability to sprint and balance and, and, and read the bumps. But um, like you said, SUP racing is a very physical sport. Like every stroke you have to work for speed, whereas um foiling, it's like the opposite. Like you get up on foil and it's like, okay, now we just place the board in the right spot and you just glide. And it's... um yeah. In in terms oh, yeah, of the training. Yeah. If you
1: if you read well and if you have some luck, you can really make the, the, the difference more on the technique and mm. it's not only only physical. It's yeah. about also your your gear, how you feel on your gear, your setting and and your confidence on your gear.
0: Yeah. Something so, so completely different. It's yeah. so different, but it's similar in the respect that us coming from more sort of wave riding than uh, and downwind rather than sort of flat water, like lake sort of paddling, um, it's a similar feeling in that once you get that glide that it's uh, it's like addicting and, and the glide is like exponential on a foil compared to a stand-up. So I actually did a race, the Aussie Champs, last year in October and I hadn't raced a SUP for a long time but we had really good downwind conditions. So mm. um, I felt really unfit on the SUP. But because the conditions are really good, I ended up coming second behind behind Ty Judson, and it was just like a series of like sprints to get up onto the foil, paddle to get the speed, and then once you were planing, it was just like I was foiling, but the planing only lasted like ten seconds, (laughs) and then I had to paddle hard again, like I was dropped off the foil. (laughs) But yeah. It
2: starts, yeah, I was like uh, taking off. Yeah, why am I not going <laughs> up? Yeah.
0: So it was. It was. To me, I said a no? Yeah, laughed laugh to myself because it was like I see the the similarities, but the foil has so much more reward, um which is why there's so many people that have got into foiling, and it's and it's why I, you know yeah. love the downwind foiling. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I want to go into more the um. Mm-hmm more of your learning to downwind foil experience and, and really good insight into how that transition was because I felt the same and COVID was a really good like reset because we could like recalibrate, uh, reassess our life choices and goals and and go from there. And um, when you started foiling, did you start um, on a SUP or did you start winging or how was that process to, to learn the downwind foil? And then once you got into downwind foil, what was the hardest part?
1: I start foiling on a surf in uh, the Basque country of uh, the southwest of uh, France. I start with uh, crazy guys that bring me on big uh, white water wave. I was like doing turtle like, yeah, but uh, then I did it on the river behind the boat and step by step. It was in 2017, summer of 2017. And then I went to Portugal and I found a really nice spot to sup, uh, to like to train on the sup and also to train on the subfoil, on the waves, like very soft uh, waves. And then I did a lot of hours there, finally get it to catch the wave and then fly and then catch the second sink bank, uh, continuing like it's a really long, uh, long wave of. I would say 400 meters, so pretty long. Yeah. And this, this helps a lot, you know, when you start on a wave and then the wave uh, stop, and then the same swell uh, starts again on the, on the net, uh, on the next uh, sandbank. Yeah. As a good way to uh, train. And then my, f- my first downwind on the sub was in the Mediterranean in France when I used to to do sub downwind a lot like the regular sub mm-hmm. then I went with my friend and a friend of mine gave me this Robert territo board the Territéo like uh, from uh, from uh, Hawaii mm-hmm. and it was like a huge like maybe 34 inch large <laughs>
2: yeah. and
1: uh six uh, six foot uh, long like really like the the square, the yeah. bubble, you know, like yeah. the, the egg, yeah, like <laughs> and I was like, but but super light, yeah, super light, and I was like on this little boat, like for me it was huge, was one hundred and thirty liter or something like that, and then I yeah I, I remember that the hardest thing is really like to you don't know what you are going like you you to really have super committed like to take off, and it it was also with the first uh, Takuma foil the lol so like the first uh, model of foil that was working, but mm. today when you start downwind foil, you have a aspect uh, wing that helps much much more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, and then yeah, I was like taking off and then losing the flight because I just didn't know what I have what I had to do, like to have enough speed and then to continue my flight and. And yeah, I, then I then then I discovered that it was really all about uh, self confidence and commitment and and going for it, like putting all your body on the in front and to
2: mm. for the
1: for the takeoff. That is super important. Yeah. And and yeah, I this during this it was an eight kilometer run, so pretty short, but. I I didn't fly very well. Like I I maybe fly a few meters, like uh, ten meters, and then and then when you don't fly, when you do subdomain foil, it's really long, man. Yeah, eight k is know, it's long. It's like if really you're not like you paddle yeah. a lot. Like, <laughs> you yeah. can really paddle a lot. Then yeah, and then I I try again, 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 and I and I really remember this friend that I do here at home. It's a 28 uh, kilometer run. Today I do it in my rec- my best uh, time is uh, one hour and 11 minutes or 13 minutes, something like that. And when I start, I was doing it, the first time I did it, I did it in three hours, 30 minutes.
2: <laughs> like
1: yeah. I flew maybe for an hour or something. And then I couldn't, I couldn't take off the board, man. I was just uh, paddling, 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 but nothing happened. And yeah, the, the the start in subdomain foil when you don't know, and when you really discover the spot is really really tough. Yeah. But then when you know how to do it, it's uh, it's the best spot ever. It's yeah. really the 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 most beautiful spot ever. It sure. really,
0: it really is, and I think. I think all of us have been through some level of struggle, you know, um, less, some people less than others, but there's, there's that learning experience that I think really brings the downwindfall community together because we've all had that like initiation, you know, we've all had that bad experience and, um, you know, three hours on a 28 K run and and now you're doing, you know, 284 Ks in a 14 hour run. So, you know, (laughs) <laughs> you've you've uh, you've, you've yeah. increased your average a lot, <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, if when you,
1: when you don't fly, you don't fly, and you're
0: really really slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You either go, and that's the, with with the racing. Actually, we'll go into that later. But it's 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 hard for organizers, I think, because foils are either the fastest by like a lot, or they're the slowest by mm-hmm. a lot. So for people that are learning, yeah, it's it's not the best. Um, like if, if uh if you were to go with a beginner today, it'd be like you're doing different sports. One person's taking three hours, another person's taking, you know, one hour. And it's uh Yeah. It's tough, but it's uh it's that initiation that I think gets people so hooked on it yeah. because once you get it, it's oh, like nothing else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If if yeah, you were to give uh, pe- people really crazy, like if you were to give people that are learning, like one one bit of advice that maybe you, you received or, or you've given to someone else that really allowed it to sort of click for you, what, what would that piece of advice be?
1: My advice is really about the like the gear counts a lot. Like the the weight of the board counts a lot. Like there is a really big difference to take off an heavy or light board in SUP. Mm-hmm. And like to feel good on your gear, to be comfortable, to be able to paddle hard, but really, really like your your gear to be adapted of what you want to do, and to be easy. Like it's like surfing, Sorry, like, like it's like surfing. When you when you start surfing, if you want to start surfing with a short board, it will be super hard. Like like to really go with a comfortable gear. Then to also keep in mind the safety because we are far out on the ocean so safety but it's very basic but the safety is as always super important and um and then to reach if it's possible if you have the opportunity to train on the waves like if you know how to manage your sup on the waves like uh surfing and then pumping back to the peak paddling like this help like this this helped me a lot and still i'm still training a lot on the waves like and uh, even if it's small, even if it's shitty, you just like mm. try on the exactly. waves. Yeah. Much easier than going in the in the downwind directly.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. great advice. And I think yeah. especially the the shitty conditions on the SAP, like I remember when I was learning that the best can the the conditions I enjoyed the most was like a like a ten knot onshore wind, because you could just paddle out like maybe 50 metres beyond the waves and you could take off on like a little tiny chop mm-hmm. and that chop would turn into a little tiny wave and you could get all the way into the beach and then try to pump back out into the wind and you you just learn so much for, for, for downwind conditions if the wind's yeah. just straight on shore in your surf break because, like you said, being familiar with your equipment uh-huh. and then familiar with your equipment in in the conditions and surf Surf zone is almost harder, I think, than than good downwind conditions because the waves are further apart. So, um, yeah, equ- yeah, great, great advice. Um, thanks for sharing. Uh-huh. Uh, let's let's get into yeah. the world record attempt. And I don't want to start on the day that the world record started. I want to go back and you know you, you mentioned earlier like w- when i did it about 15 months ago that sort of set up a, a bit of a fire in you and then and sort of uh, opened your eyes to like what was possible um but y- you mentioned like like why and i know you did it for um to for for the protection of the portuguese coastline which is which is awesome um mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just tell us about the whole, I know how hard it is to organize. So, tell us about that process and and a bit of insight into that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, the the hardest part is really to, to keep the people with you and to have a good team and to organize everything. And uh, uh, so I did it for the Portuguese uh, coastline for my area where I immigrate uh, five years ago, and unfortunately, uh, the politics of Portugal decide to to open our opportunity to everyone that want to invest and build whatever they want. So it's really getting uh, super sad at the moment with a uh, gold like many golf course near the one to uh, each other really close to the coast on the cliff it's really something uh, interesting and uh, agriculture and uh, like it's it's really about the excess like the the project that doesn't have any limits it's not about luxury tourism or agriculture or solar panel it's really like the the like the immensity of the of the project so it's something that touched me a lot because I love the nature and then everything we do if we go over the limits, we start to have a very very negative impact on the on the nature and then I was thinking to do 120k at the beginning my area Alentejo. From one city, like from the first city to the last, uh, to the last one, all along the coast, and this will be like a solo because I I never organized something with uh, an escort boat and a team. So I am a very wild uh, person doing my stuff going alone, and my my record was one hundred uh, kilometer in in France in uh, in subdomain foil and then. I received my new Axis board, my six uh, ten, like uh, the longer uh, skinny board, mm-hmm. and I and I took it off on the flat water with a bigger uh, foil. But I was like trying and and I was thinking, what is this? You know, man, what is this uh, long, like long skinny board that we now can start on almost nothing. It means that if you can start the board on really a uh, little tiny shop, it's the story is completely different. You can start early in the morning, means like with less wind. And then I was thinking, okay, I take the map of Portugal, I, the wind, and then the like the configuration, and then I was thinking, okay, so I can try it. Like, and even if I and also, my in my, in my mind, I had your record. I had the record of Jules of two hundred kilometers in in France. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, maybe I can give me the opportunity to if I can go, whatever I can, I go for it. And then if I stop before, I have also the um, I can also stop before and say, okay, guys, it's uh, 180, 200, 220. I go to the beach and. a beer and i'm 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 done (laughs)
2: yeah
1: (laughs) then i had this uh 285 kilometer uh, 275 kilometer in a in a in a in a straight line in front of me and then because when i i like in my point of view when you want to perform it's not good to be really only focused on your uh, your result like I when I when I compete and everything I I like to be focused on what I do, on the moment, and then let's see what what happens, you know. And then if the result is here, all good. But if it's not, uh, if it's not possible, it's it's not possible. So I I talked about it with a few friends. Some of my friends told me. It's impossible. You are completely crazy. And some of my friends told me, yeah, let's go for it. You will do it Mm -hmm. for sure. Or at least try, you know. So yeah, to find the escort boat was uh, not so easy because like Portugal is a is a really nice country with amazing people, but the ocean culture is not so big. It's not like France or Spain or other European countries. Then, I found a, a crew to do my escort, and then it just went with the flow. Just went with the, I, I. I. To be honest, this Dunwin I've been f- finalized with the budget 15 days before the date of my of the Dunwin.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I, I, I was. Uh, giving like the opportunity to many brands, many people from Portugal, like uh, with the different budgets, uh, like uh, one, two, three, like, and then the the media uh, incentive and stuff. But the, like, it's so new and it's not so easy to understand what is it, you know? Stop Sub- subdominant for it when you are not in our community. Mm. The people, they I think you have a fucking motor. Yeah, like what? What is this? You know, they are like just no. I I don't invest money on, on something I don't know, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I finally presented to Axis, and Axis in a few hours told me, "We go for it." So I was super lucky to have a, to have them to support me and to say, "Yeah, of course, let's let's do it." We give you the opportunity to uh, do it and also value and then uh, Duna Park hotel, uh the main uh, hotel of my village and then i had these three brands that uh, support me and Pantalasa tv from uh, sergio penso that wanted mm-hmm. to to do the documentary yeah it's super cool to shoot with them yeah great guys yeah great guys we had a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah, like uh, calling the friends. Ah, oh, guy, we need somebody for like to bring this car back to Sagres. Uh We need uh, like, a like lifesaver. My like I have one friend. He was in Amsterdam, and just the like the night before, he say, "Okay, I'm coming." Lifesaver oh. on the boat, like in case of emergency. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know, but yeah. it was really like the 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 planet was aligned you know yeah. like it was yeah. really like a, thank you universe for giving me this opportunity and the condition like it's super hard to connect the crew and you say guys it's next week but you don't know because here yeah. in portugal what 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 what's happened in summer it's it's so warm that sometimes the like the warmness uh, cancel the wind like Mm -hmm. you you can have great forecast but no today it's not windy because it's too hot sorry guys so you know you're always like you you don't so like you don't really know and that's why I feel super lucky not like at the end it's not to have done this long long Dunwin. it's to have all of this little detail align the crew, the condition, the boat, everything, like it's really, I'm so, so grateful uh, about it, more than the the journey at, uh, itself, let's say.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I 100%, like I, I know exactly what you're talking about because t- to get to the, the day of the you know, the, the adventure or the record day, like at the start line, you know that it's probably going to be, like it's going to be fine. Like everything's there. You got the boats, you got the wind, you got like, you got the the medic, you got the captain, everything's, you got the, the the documentary guy, like everything's lined up. And for mm-hmm. me, I had no doubt that I was going to make it. And And it sounds like for you, like it didn't even matter. It was just like, everything's good, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the process yep. now because it's, because to get here was... You know, you're scraping around for this. You're scraping around for that, and like you said, sponsors have no idea what it is you're doing. Like, it's yeah. a big, like you know, um,
1: it's a it's a craziness. Like, uh, yeah,
0: it's it's beyond what people can imagine, mm-hmm. and it's um, mm-hmm. it's uh, they don't understand. Like, you know, the, the number of times I've come in from a foil, like on a downwind, and they're like, "Oh, was that you out there? Yeah, where's the motor?" And it's like, nah. <laughs> I guess you know, here, you know, or on my legs. Yeah, you know, where is the sale? Yeah, yeah. Where's the sale? <laughs> you don't sale? have a sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are freaking out. So, um, because it's such a new sport, it's um it it requires a brand like Axis and and other brands within the foiling community to kind of to back it. And I was lucky enough to have Axis support me and and um so, and you know they supported you as well, which is so cool. And it's uh mm-hmm. oh, you gotta give you gotta give thanks to, to brands like that, Axis and access especially you know for both of us and it's um cool to have that opportunity to do it um not all of us like mm-hmm. like jules have a uh a crazy friend with a jet ski you know <laughs> yeah. yeah sometimes we need uh, a bit more than that so yeah big thanks to them uh but uh-huh. tell us about the day like I, I as soon as you um you know release the video saying you're going for it, like, I got like five or six people message me and say this this chick's going for your record i'm like awesome i was just so stoked because um i just like the more people that do it the more it becomes you know people understand what it is and and they're going to go for it themselves and it just makes it well it makes it it legitimizes what we're doing essentially the more people that do it and um Mm -hmm. i straight straight away i messaged you and said oh good luck and hopefully all the yeah thank you so
2: much because
0: yeah
1: yeah you look like
0: and and then I looked at the forecast, and it looks like I'm like, oh, she is on. It looks windy from the start to the finish, and on the forecast anyway. And Like you said, the forecast isn't always uh, the best. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I tuned in the, the morning of, and I, I was watching, and and you were, you know, the the boat was a little far away, but you were you were paddling out towards the wind line. I looked at it like, you know, as soon as I saw the conditions, I'm like she's going to smash it because it was like, it was not much wind. It was a -hmm. little bit offshore. It looks like, but, um, there were nice sort of, you know, rolling swells or going there. Yeah.
1: It was a more swell than, than wind at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So once you talk us through it, at at 6am and actually I start from a place that I've never been before. I just Mm -hmm. saw it on the map. And the night before I went, I was like, "Okay, I can enter here. Looks yeah. cool. <laughs> not so rocky. Not so wavy." Yeah. And then, yeah, there was this perfect uh, configuration with one cape, a bit uh, out on the on the ocean, and um, there were. It was a bit foggy, like it was not so windy. So to take off, cause it it cost me a lot, like about uh, fifteen minutes. To catch a bump and then and then to finally get the the, the flight mm-hmm. and then once I was flying there was this nice uh, wind swell coming from north of Portugal so really really nice to uh, ride but not so much the help of the wind and then I did on, on this journey I did a lot of things myself like the organization uh, the crowdfunding link for the association the communication to the media and this kind of stuff. And I didn't take, took the time to do my itiner- itinerary on mm-hmm. my watch, like Aye. my waypoints and this kind of stuff. So I was thinking, okay, I have the boat, they have the map and we will do it uh, like that. It will work. My friend knows and let's do it like that. Mm-hmm. It will be, we do the straight line. But yeah, so about the, it was always like a little surprise to see with the fog, the coast, communicate with the radio, with the boat to like, to manage to be, because I really had to go out to to go to the to the right. And the first 75 kilometers of the downwind without the wind was like, oh, with, with like not so much wind. Was really painful, like really like exhausted, yeah. and also on the, on the morning, you know, you are really like I'm um, not a morning person, so waking yeah. up, like uh, getting into my rhythm, and I was like, I want a coffee, I want to like to to get into it, you know. So I I made it to the um, the Cabo da Roca, which is a mystical uh, cape in portugal it's the the cape the more like the 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 cape more to the west of europe the mm-hmm. like the extreme west of europe yeah and so it's a very typical uh, place for europeans or portuguese and um and then was like uh, middle of the morning and the wind stopped to to to, to pump mm-hmm. and then everything was different from, from this point yeah after after the uh, after the first uh, stop after three hour and a half of uh, the wind then when you have the wind with you and the good condition yeah I could really enjoy it much more
0: yeah no, I can I can definitely uh, sympathize with you yeah, that, that first you know early start not much wind. Everything's organized. Everyone's looking at you. <laughs> How's she going to go? Is She going to be able to paddle up?
2: Yeah, then, on the lake.
0: Yeah, and, and they're like, Ooh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay. Everyone's watching. Let's let's go. And it's um, there's like, th- the hardest thing for me actually, and I want to ask you as well, but obviously, the 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 trust in the forecast. And and then knowing that if the wind doesn't come up, then how's my body mm-hmm. going to react? Because you know, similar for me, it was the first two and a half hours was like no wind, and the swell was going the wrong direction, and it was like I was pumping the entire time, um, and it was it was like I, I, in my I, the way I um, I guess rationalized yeah. with it and was it
1: early in the morning, yeah,
0: yeah, and you're like I've got at least 10 more hours to go and if it's like this it's gonna be a, a not a fun day you know not fun <laughs>
1: it's not it's not um, the the same sports you're not like definitely not doing the same sport uh, pumping without wind or being touched by the wind like it's uh, completely different
0: yeah so so how did you something else how did you totally mentally not. deal with that so you know there was no wind or the wind was sort of offshore and you think okay i've got to go this direction but the wind's taking me this direction How, like were you in your head were you thinking it's going to get good or were you thinking i can do this all day or what was your you know what was your mind telling you
1: actually yeah i was thinking like if it's like this during the or like the whole downwind, wind will be super hot and we'll be like almost impossible it's not impossible but you really finish like yeah dead <laughs> dead that yeah. like but then yeah was uh, I was pretty confident because looking at the forecast it would be very weird to not have a wind after like and i so i start from 1.2 and when i from 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 finish and the first stop was actually the most uh, wind, like the windiest uh, place, one of the windiest places of Portugal, uh, Guincho, which is a windsurf uh, spot. And this place, it's almost impossible to not have a uh, wind mm-hmm. there. Like uh, I guess uh, everywhere in Portugal can be not windy, but here you get wind. Mm-hmm. It's already like this, uh, this, this cape. So. At least when I arrived in uh, Ginsho, Cabo de Roca, where well, the the condition were pretty good, and then from when you have good condition, you don't think about yeah, that. Like you are just in like I was just enjoying it and like and also on the you know, on our route, we went really far out. What means that can can be not so much windy on the coast because of the of the of the heat, but when you are far far out on the ocean, not mm. normally you have uh, you have wind. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. you have swell because the 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 swell like the wind do all north to south of Portugal, and then it comes from very far far up north. So
0: yeah, it was still have yeah. swell
1: to ride. on the good good direction
0: yeah which is the most important thing um that that's good to know a bit of like insert because in like from what you just said you had the windiest place in portugal you know one or two or three hours into the run so you're always looking forward to that and then you're going further out just in Uh case the heat stuffed up the uh, the little the land stuffed up the wind so yeah it's cool to know like you had in your head it sounds like you were saying okay if i do this and i do this then i'm going to have good conditions and then. Once you have good conditions, you don't think about what's going to happen because you're just in the moment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I Maybe. was more thinking about the orcas that was uh, doing their life, you know, because they are there and uh, there was some uh, interaction with a sailing boat. At the moment, the orcas, they, like, train or they attack the sailing boat mm-hmm. in uh, Portugal and Spain.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, just on the subfoil, I don't, I want like, like dolphin or even shark, but orcas. No, no I, oh, really from <laughs> far away. I don't yeah. want an orcas going like behind my board. No. Thank you, man. Was, yeah. It was more like about this, my yeah. focus on the, what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so there were orcas, right? Like, did you see orcas or no?
1: Mm, I saw one fin, mm-hmm. but it was a fisherman box. Oh. I saw like this wood, like yeah. this huge fin going to me. I was <laughs> like, and then I cried to the boat like, guys, there is an orcas, <laughs> come, come. And then this fin went super far to me, you know, it was like really going to me like this, but it was actually me going to this fisherman uh, box. Yeah. that was signalized with a wood and a little flag so it was not an orcas yeah. but yeah luckily my lifesaver friend um, Portuguese lifesaver friend that was on the boat was connected with the lifesaver on the land and they told him where was the orcus, uh where the family was it, there was more to the land and then we went a bit more out and yeah. then we didn't uh, cross the the road like I was like between wanting to see them because it's a unique opportunity to be safe with yeah. the safety boat. Usually, mm. we don't go with the safety boat, like with the escort boat. Yeah. So if you see an orcas and you are alone, it's not the same story. Mm. And yeah, of course, uh, with the fear to not so being much uh, comfortable to do foil with orcas, like yeah, you don't know what can happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Even uh, if they are
1: super smart and they know exactly where you are. Of, of course, they have never seen a foil. or, I don't, I don't think so, but, yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, best to uh, um, not encounter them, I think, was was a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I, didn't and
1: then, the, I didn't see the orchestra this day.
0: How far out? Like, what was your maximum distance out to sea? Do, do you know? Did you measure it or
1: uh, i think we went uh, 50k or 60k out yeah
0: wow long way out that's mm-hmm. yeah that's serious that's... yeah was
1: uh also because the route was like the straightest route was uh like that and also because the coasts like turn a bit like from one point you can be closed and then you have a this beach that's like this is really like doing a curve and then you go you are you're out
2: yeah yeah well
1: but with the boat and with the boat was uh, okay like we were super close to each other connected with the radio and
2: yeah
1: and it was fine yeah yeah but like yeah there was this time when we were really far out the connection with the ocean is uh, and i was really thinking wow i'm so lucky to be here yeah. with my friends and being so much connected with the element with the with the ocean like the it was super high super strong
0: definitely it's a it's a special feeling being mm-hmm. out there and that's yeah that's the middle of the ocean you know that's um f- for me when I was that far out I actually had current um going the wrong direction um the east australian oh, current yeah? we had current against us so I was using the 1099 and uh, I think it was the three two five progressive, and I was doing um, the slowest kilometers I've ever done, while the bumps were still like really good. I was doing like three wow. three minute, like three minute thirty to three minute forty kilometers, but like no way, feeling like I was going so fast. You were firing, yeah. Wow, yeah. So it was um the the current for me when I went too far out was um our summer current goes north to south, and I was going south to north. Um, but it was so we had to go a lot further. I actually had to go like two two or three kilometers further into shore to get back over the mm-hmm. you know the the, the shallower water. so I had less mm-hmm. less current and I went from doing 330s to um when I went further in to like you know, 250s just from changing my course, which was um incredible. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to have the wow. currents can can affect even a foil that much because you know it's just the foil slicing through the yeah. water it's not the board yeah
1: yeah of course yeah so it's um mm-hmm.
0: but yeah it was, for me it was crazy because conditions are really good but i'm like man i'm going so slowly um uh-huh. but uh did you
1: on a long distance it's changed a lot huh? oh yeah when you do a few kilometer like and you are slow it's a it has a big difference and mm, you spend more energy. Too, huh?
0: Yeah, for sure. Did you have any moments like that where all of a sudden your speeds got really fast or all of a sudden your speeds got really slow?
1: Um, not really. No, it was pretty the same. Yeah. Or I was not so much focused on my, on my watch, maybe. Yeah. That's why.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was
1: more focused on my itinerary and on my like yeah i i'm not like i don't i, I didn't check it uh, so much like sometime when i got some some nice bump i check my my speed going well but no, i i think uh, was not so like so much different with the with the current these day yeah,
0: no, yeah that's good it's good that's um that's ideal uh so so what sort of speeds yeah. were you, and what what equipment were you using um I know it was the axis. Um let's well, well, let's let's start with the board and then the mast. Fuse. Uh the
1: board was the Dunwin board, the my 610 by mm-hmm. 19, 90 yeah. liter.
0: Nice. The yeah. board
1: uh, made made for me that I really like. Yeah. Um, and then I use a, a 75 uh, carbon mast, the power yeah. carbon mm-hmm. with uh ultra short fuselage. Mm-hmm. With uh, a front wing that is coming soon and um, Art pro, yeah, that uh, uh, a new one, yeah, uh, that I really love, and then the three hundred progressive.
0: Oh, nice! I thought you might have been yeah. using yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, I thought you might have been using the skinny, but I, I, just...
1: I I'm still not. Uh, like I need to train more on the on the skinny to do such a long distance. I, I really like to be good and to have a uh, comfort like I I still do mistakes and and then I prefer to keep the flight with uh, like uh, bigger gear and and keep uh, like turn and then going again like
2: yeah yeah
1: instead the- of having a very performant uh, equipment and then just uh, doing full speed and uh, when you lose speed you are yeah. You just lose the flight. Yeah, yeah. So for for now, I, I for this day, I I prefer to do with the with the progressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the art pro I had a bit to do with um helping like I had a lot of feedback back and forth with Adrian when I was you know working with Axis and um mm-hmm. they're um look they're great foils. I was pretty proud of what we came up with and uh it's uh look they're. They're much. A lot of people I've seen people using them, and a lot of people are using them, like in the surf for pumping. But t- to me, they're really good just for downwind, like because the speed that once you get it up to speed, they glide really well. So it was. Um, yeah. There were a few prototypes that, um, you know, fastest ever times, and and sometimes, uh, it was. The the foil was going, too fast for the conditions, you know, which is. For for doing a you know fourteen hour downwinder is is a problem, so um, can, can you tell us what sort of size range it was? Because obviously there's the twelve oh one Art Pro, and then there's a bunch of smaller ones that are, that are coming. Uh,
1: it's a uh, it's a one thousand uh, centimeter square.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's mm. yeah, I think that's the one that I really enjoyed too. Yeah, for
1: my for my for my safe like for my for my weight, it's uh it's the good uh. It's the good size to to start on small condition, and then to keep it like to push it on a uh, on like my highest uh, speed. Like it's the for me, it's the good uh, compromise. Like the good uh, wing to do everything. Yeah, or to be to be good on if the condition change, I'm good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the mm. fastest. Wasn't like necessarily the fastest foil that you would use. It was. Like up.
1: yeah actually this foil is the foil i went the fastest like mm-hmm. i did a 40 kilometer with, yeah. and then i fell
2: yeah <laughs> like
1: i did a well, one day i did one bump and then second bump and then third bump and yeah
0: big crash in
1: sub <laughs> I, yeah in sub i crashed at 40 kilometers per hour but for me like i was pretty happy with that and then I I gave it to a friend that uh, prepared it because it was a bit broken.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then he prepared it a bit, and he sanded it at one thousand um, cents, You know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah.
0: Wet uh, and dry. Yeah, like yeah.
1: This. Yeah. The so and then I think it's better um, three three thousand on the top
2: mm-hmm.
1: and one thousand on the like. Or maybe it's just in my mind, you know. It's just uh, me. I'm I'm not in a great shape, and then I don't push the fold that much. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my best <laughs> uh, my I speed on the on the Done was twenty three kilometers per hour, oh, which you, is
0: uh,
1: cool.
0: Yeah, that's your uh, so you you twenty three kilometers per hour top speed or average like average speed.
1: Yeah, top no top top speed. Yeah, top uh-huh. speed. And then average, it's uh, hard to say because you stop and then you go again. And like mm. was a nineteen uh, something, nineteen point eight, or my yeah. average speed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is like usually I do twenty uh, between twenty one and twenty three kilometer per uh, per hour mm-hmm. average speed.
0: Yeah. But you said no you but you said your top speed was 23 or or 33 23 uh,
1: 30, 33
0: Yeah 33. I was going to say yeah I was going to say if top you're speed, only going 23 19's a good average you know <laughs> No no 23
2: yeah. was yeah. Uh, yeah, the Yeah the average yeah no. yeah yeah so 33 top 30, speed yeah,
0: yeah. which
2: That's 33 Yeah but
0: Actually a lot of people um a lot of people think for these sort of super long distance foils that like like uh, attempts that you know the windiest conditions, like you know forty knots the whole time is the best. But when I was looking, I was looking for those days, that were like fifteen to like twenty-five, because when it gets mm. over thirty knots, for my mind to to like read the bumps, it's crazy. It's like you you you'll crash, like you're just going to crash more and more. So was that yeah. something like you were looking for, like not not crazy winds, but just like steady steady winds?
1: It's hard to say because at some point you go with what you have yeah and then it's so long that for sure you're gonna have uh, less wind at the beginning and then at the end of the day the wind uh, pump with the thermic wind, especially now in summer and my finish point was in Sagres so the the South West uh, West point of Portugal and there it's a cape where the wind just is mm. gets stronger and stronger so when we get there it was twenty-five, thirty 25 30 knots yeah but it was still okay yeah it was still manageable but it was not the um, what did uh, Jules no. in the mediterranean yeah.
2: yeah
1: it's something else like when you have 40 30 40 knots in the mediterranean can be like for, for your for your brain there is so much bump everywhere and information you have to really like being like on a video game but going super fast you're like oh yeah yeah and uh yeah i i did it a lot like you like a lot because i used to live in the in the mediterranean and and then you you do more effort on your brain that on your body like on your physical
0: body. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah and, and then the other thing people ask me is, um, does swell help? Like if the swell was bigger, would you would it have made it easier or would you be looking for like a day that was closer to flat? So like would you prefer 10 foot surf or, or no surf?
1: Um, this is a good question actually because the big swell can help, but you really have to be on the, the rhythm. Like, uh, like to really be p- like, but this day was, uh, was not with some, with, um, like the, um, the ocean was not with a period with, uh, like was not so strong, was more uh, like wave of the, like swell of the wind.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: Even if it was uh, pretty big, like pretty nice, like two-meter high sometimes. But yeah, I think that my favorite conditions are like uh, pretty nice as well, because also it's uh, playful. Yeah. And I like it like a bit of a challenge, you know, a bit of a spicy. Yeah, yeah,
2: uh, for sure. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, and uh, it's not
1: like oh, like it's uh, like it's the set coming. You have the the wave, and then it's like when you surf, like there is this nice set coming, and then boom, you go into it. So it's not like it's a bit. Uh, you have some uh, break. Yeah, you are not always like full uh, full speed uh, pushing, pushing, pushing.
0: Yeah, um, for for the for going for maximum distance, would you prefer? that's like the big sets or would you prefer like just like this mid-period wind swell, you know, five, six seconds or 10 to 15 seconds, I guess is.
2: Yeah, I
1: prefer the the small period. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it's much easier. It's much easier to uh, manage and you have more opportunity. Like you can make mistakes and then you have always like this small bump between that you can ride and, uh, yeah. But yeah, the big the big swell are also nice. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the 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 best the best of the best. It's have a mix of condition, and then you adapt, and then okay during this this time, like during this distance, you have this, and then like uh, I think that the 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 diversity makes the thing more fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think so uh, if this
1: happened, it's the best. And yeah,
0: yeah. It, and yeah.
1: it's actually what happened to me. Like the the first part was more swell and pretty nice period, but sometimes like not so much. Yeah, was not so. Yeah, was okay, and then short period, and nice uh, bump, and then the finish was like big uh, long swell. And uh, almost like uh, breaking outside, yeah. like yeah. let's go. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and
1: unfortunately, it was not the original plan. But so I tell it to you now. My captain announced me that he didn't take enough gas to go to the finish. Mm-hmm. So we had to go more to the shore for them to take. The gas
2: mm-hmm.
1: at the and like so I did one part of the downwind alone, and then we went close to the cliffs of uh, of for, of the south of Portugal. You yeah, have a huge uh, cliff, and then I was on the backwash, mm-hmm. and the backwash is not nice to finish it. And then
0: like not after thirteen hours, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it was super challenging. Yeah? like was uh, when when it's like a uh, big like pretty nice well with a uh, period going into the rocks and the cliff and going back to you like it's like yeah and this was this was pre- this was pretty hard and a lot of uh, focus i was tra- trying to fly uh low but to keep the flight and i was just thinking keep the flight don't do any anything else just keep try to keep flying mm-hmm. and even that poof, the fly, the foil go out of the water because it was not uh, organized at all. like even reading and trying to find my way was super complicated.
0: Yeah yeah after after 13 hours with the back like because backwash for those that haven't experienced it with there's big cliffs like that uh, it's like you you've got your set you, 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 your swells that are going one direction. And then you've got another set of swells that are coming back at you. And then you've got another set of swells that's coming across you. And then you, it's just like there's wind and waves from every direction and you could be on a perfect one. And then a bump that you didn't even see, you could come across and knock you off or you could be focusing on one that's coming towards you. And, yeah. like, it's it's like going over speed bumps coming from every direction while still going, like, mm-hmm. down a hill. It's... Uh, it not ideal after you know foiling for 13 and a half hours not, not even ideal after foiling for 10 minutes you know so it's it's tricky and um yeah that's it. I was wondering because the the and that makes sense because when I was watching the live at the end the um I think obviously the, I think the phones died as well so the live stopped but there was a point where you were 250 Ks in and it was like 14 hours and they're like and that was the last update we got on the on social media. And I was wondering how the finish <clears throat> was. So I guess that was part of the finish. But tell us about the finish all the way to the beach. So what was what was it like?
1: Yeah, so um, we did the 200 kilometers. And then at this point, the captain told me that uh, he realized that uh, there was not enough gas on the boat to go to the end. And then I was like... First i was disappointed because i was thinking how is it possible to do that and then i was thinking okay it's just a part of life what can we do we are here on the ocean so we have to find a, a plan b
2: mm-hmm.
1: a solution to this and then and then like i think also the 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 like the guys of the boat that are usually not doing this, nobody do it usually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they have the they have their own company to see dolphins and and they were super nice to go on the adventure because we had one friend in um, in a common and they said yeah let's go but they didn't realize what the what what it was and how and what was my mindset my mindset was to do a record was not to do was not to do uh, like to cruise, like, of course, like, of course, I, I, I had this time with the flow, like just being part of the ocean, like enjoying a lot. But then when they told me, jump on the boat, we're going to take some gas. I say, no, no, guys, you don't understand what we are doing today. Yeah. I stay. I do my my record. It's once in one day in my life. And I go until it's dark. Mm-hmm. until the night I will be here if I don't go to my to my goal I do my best <clears throat> but I don't go with you on the boat yeah. you go on the to take the gas we connect the GPS the point yeah. actually the truth is we connect with the WhatsApp Yeah, because we had <laughs> a, it was
2: the only way
1: so we connect the blue points you yeah. know on the phone well. like really crazy uh, crazy stuff and then they 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 after a while my my girlfriend explained them that it was okay for me to stay on the ocean that i used to do it alone like usually i do it without the boat so it's okay mm. to stay on the, like the guys they didn't they, they they really didn't didn't want to leave me there mm. and also it was near a big uh, cape of uh like with uh, rocks and stuff, so it was a bit dangerous. But then they went, take the gas, it was of course a bit uh, and an additional uh, stress,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: because you don't really know if they will uh, find you.
2: Yeah, for sure. Then I
1: did like an hour alone, Yeah, the sun was going down, and uh, yeah, I was thinking, I will be super happy when they will be back. Huh?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because like... I re- I know pretty well how is the coast of South of, South, of Portugal because I lived there two years
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I train a lot there. So in case, like, if I need to finish it alone, I know where to go mm-hmm. and I know where I am and I know like and I have, and I had also my like one uh, phone one phone on me. But yeah, this day the swell was uh, pretty consistent and I didn't want to reach the beach like. Uh, Hey, it's me <laughs>
2: yeah. with the stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: On a two meter or three meter high as
2: Yeah.
1: And uh yeah, and then yeah, they they kept the live, of course, because they were focused on uh going on the on this little uh, arbor, putting the gas with the with the guy on the land that was following like driving south with the car. Yeah. And going to the Chinese shop, uh, buying a tank, going to the gas station, putting the gas, et and then back to me. And luckily, we found it. Like they uh, yeah. found me.
0: That's that's impressive that they could find you after doing all that because um, a lot. That's it's not easy to find someone when you're downwind, like let alone. Yeah. Yeah, on a. Especially
1: like... with the WhatsApp uh, blue point. Yeah, like that's the locali- not the most like reliable. The direct, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: the direct localization.
2: Mm. And
1: they were like, where is this?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, he just read the adventure. Completely <clears clears throat> <the adventure. clears throat> Yeah. But yeah, then the sun was going down. And then on the boat, they were like this, you know, they were like, when she will stay, when she will say it's it's uh, finished because so this this lap to go to the more to the coast uh was an additional 30 kilometer if i would go to my to the to the point to my to the to the point i was that i wanted to reach Mm -hmm. the cabo san vicente in Mm sagres that was originally 275k uh i did 285k in total but it was 10 kilometer missing like 10 or 15 kilometer missing yep. to go to, to the final the destination that, yeah. uh, to the final original destination mm-hmm. then i was thinking, and then like the there was the sunset and then the moon came up and almost no more lights, and then the light of the moon and then the light of the of the lighthouse you know uh, you really see yeah, yeah. it you really see the lighthouse yeah it's just here just mm-hmm. more half an hour and we are we are there it's okay but yeah. now it's more 20 days so yeah. it's not a half an hour it's a, an hour something yeah or an hour and and yeah and then it was really dark and i did Two or three takeoff on the night mm-hmm. because I was on the backwash, imagining the bumps, and then falling down, and then trying again to take off again. And I, I think this time, for the crew on the boat, they were really thinking I was completely crazy. Like <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking, but what, what is this girl doing? Yeah, like, and I was like. I was no more on the flow. Huh? I was completely on the warrior mode. Like yeah. if I need to paddle on my belly to the cape, I will do it. You know, yeah, was, yeah, like yeah. It's like the like the surprising uh athlete, yeah. You know, like yeah. a stupid, uh, stupid yeah. person. Not no. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: You already need two hundred uh, something kilometers. It's mm-hmm. okay, no? Yeah. no, no, no. I go- I want to go there. Well, and then yeah, it was super dark and. The lifesaver, my good friend on the boat, told me, hey, Olivia, you did the job. Uh, come on the boat, it's okay." And then I said, "Okay, it's okay. <laughs> we are, we are, we are, we are done." Yeah. So I didn't reach the beach because it was by night, and it was uh, like big, like the swell was big, and it was, and the harbor for the boat was uh, was uh, twenty kilometers away.
2: Actually, yeah. yeah
1: or something like that so we I jumped on the boat and then we did like uh, we passed the Cape of Sagres and then we arrived on the arbor where my friend my good friend was waiting for me I was late I was really late <laughs> like two hours or three hour late and they yeah. were they were still there good so friends. super happy to see them yeah, yeah. good friends wow incredible and then, yeah, we went and we arrived at the... I, I stopped paddling at 10, 10 uh, something, 10 uh, mm-hmm. p.m. Mm-hmm. And then we arrived at the Aboua at 11. Yeah. And then, yeah, super happy to reach uh, the land and,
2: yeah.
1: and to have done this. But, like you know, uh, a mix of feeling like the I really tried to stay positive and to... And to say, yeah, it's part of life, you know, you can make mistakes, you can, it's part of the adventure, you know, you. it's super hard to to manage everything, and people can make mistakes, it's like that, we didn't have enough gas, we had to do the thing differently, mm-hmm. and just accept it. But yeah. as a professional athlete, that, you know, we uh never have anybody, like, we are alone, usually. Yeah. We are, it's just us. You mm-hmm. have the start line and the finish line. And if you do it, if you fail, it's just about you. It's not about him or her or, you know. So it was the actually the first time, like the first real time that I, I didn't fail. But it was not the, the... It was like, it was a fail, actually. Mm. But...
2: Yeah it but, was and yeah, di- yeah.
1: like it was a it was a different adventure it was not the the original plan yeah but it took me a while to accept it and to say okay it's like that and then i can i can't change anything now and and it's part of the of, of the adventure
0: yeah yeah out of your control and i fully get cuz you know i had a similar thing uh, the the boat wanted to stop earlier, and my original plan was go- was to go to yeah. Bondi was to go to Bondi Beach, and um, uh-huh. we were going we are going past Cronulla, and Cronulla is like I don't know 20k short of Bondi, and they said oh, we're going to Cronulla because we're running out of light. We want to make sure you get to the beach, and we uh-huh. want to be able to, when we want to be able to film it, film it in the light. And I was like, I don't care about the filming. Like I was like, let's just keep going. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling good. Like shut up, you know. I'm going to to where I want to go and um, yeah they're like no no we'll go to Cronulla and the boat was like saying look you've got to go to Cronulla and then I said and no. it's so, okay you got you got the last call what do you say and I said okay what's halfway between Cronulla and Bondi and it was uh this this beach this beach called Kuyong Beach uh, Bear Island mm-hmm. and um they're like okay we can go here if you like but I recommend going to Cronulla I said no nah, we're going to this we're going to Bear, Bear Island because you know stuff you're freaking light and filming like I just want to f- you know, same as you. I want to go as far as yeah, I can. Yeah, It's
1: not a, yeah. a shooting, guys. It's a it's yeah. a record. So yeah. you adapt to the athletes. It's not the athlete that have to adapt to the filming.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah. just
1: take a flash. Just yeah. take a fucking flash. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: like yeah, but there was more to it than that. It was uh we had like a land crew who was like because it was in the city. It was like an hour extra to drive a bit further, and we had people that mm. had like we had like a. So The media guy had organised like a, a news team to go to Bondi Beach, and then they're going to send them here and here. And then ended up being nothing, and it was like, like for me, I was like, oh, I went as far as I could. I had another 45 minutes I could have done, but um, it was the balancing act, and, and so you had the exact same thing. It was um, you, you mapped it out. You had your 275 kilometres, point A straight line, point A to point B straight line, and obviously it was going to be more because when you foil, you you know, you zig and you zag um but it was like in in your brain it's but, like, then,
1: well... but then you zag a lot when you have to go to the beach take some gas you yeah. zag a lot <laughs> yes. zigzag, it's like big zag from here yeah, yeah more zag
0: than zigzag. Zigzag yeah. yeah yeah exactly and, and
1: a big backwash Oops. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah it, um, but, uh, it's
1: a it's that's... a it's a learning it's a learning it was a when i when problem arrived i tried to think that it's an opportunity to grow and yeah and to learn something more and and to not being like i, I really don't want to be bad with other because like don't let your ego taking the control you know it's just about uh, foiling it's just about having fun and yeah and supporting association that fight for the climate change and Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, only the performance.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, right. and that's...
1: people around you, they do a lot of effort, like they spend fucking all day on yeah. a boat yeah. without shade, yeah. like with a lot of uh, cereal bar and water yeah. and uh, food, but man, it's uh, really a dedication. And so uh, that's why I am super grateful and super happy at the end, even if it's uh, it was like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's such a different adventure, and it's uh, the, uh over that distance, something is going to not go to plan, you know, for, for that for that longer time. So um, yeah, it's interesting. We had the same sort of experience towards the end, so similar. Um, I want to go through. I had a few questions. Um, a few people were interested. Obviously, the, the equipment we went through. Um, but they wanted to know. There's actually one really good question. So you did two hundred and eighty four kilometers. They said that if you were to to go around the globe, it that means it would take like, I don't know, they said like two weeks. Do you think you could do um, 250 or 284 kilometers like back-to-back days? Do you think that's possible? Well,
1: wow, good question. Mm. Uh, if the conditions are good. But I think it's also about the mindset. Mm. I think this day I was on, on a really different mindset because I did it with with actually with love for the for the country where I live mm-hmm. and for the protection of the coast and I and I didn't did it only for me only for the spot performance and then when you give something to other you're on a, but yeah, maybe maybe if the conditions are good, I'm thinking about my a friend of like a group of friend of mine. Uh, they are from southwest of France, and they did a in Prone paddle board in mm-hmm. a relay. They did Lima to Tahiti, so Peru the Peru yeah,
2: from wow. Peru
1: to Tahiti, so eight thousand kilometers
2: mm-hmm.
1: in eighty days.
2: Yeah,
1: paddling yeah. by during the day during the night. Six uh, water women. Yeah, and yeah, they did a crazy effort. This is yeah. a crazy effort. Just paddling on the board. Uh, yeah, and during like a lapse of two hours.
2: Mm. So
1: um, I think it really depends of what is what what is your mindset. What why your soul is is doing it like. And also yeah. about the conditions for sure. If it's only pumping now,
2: yeah,
1: I I die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, If it's done wind with some wind,
2: why yeah. not? Yeah,
1: uh, it's it's also something that hurts, and I don't know if it happened to you. It's the feet. Yeah, like not moving so much the feet after a few hours.
2: Yeah,
1: was pretty painful. Yeah, like maybe you could wear shoes or something that the feet was a problem.
0: Yeah. No, for sure, and yeah, I think it was a good question. I spoke to my dad about it um, before he passed away, but we spoke about um, foiling in the like down in the Roaring Forties, so like around Antarctica, and um, literally like there's the biggest open ocean swells, and the wind is all, always blowing. It's like oh, you should foil down there. Maybe you can go around Antarctica, and it was like you're uh, oh. <laughs> crazy. You know, he was. Um, he always had big, big. He always just planted the seed in me to say like, hey, you should do this, and it was like uh, and then I was like, okay, I try, I try. And um, but yeah, that's when someone that when um, I can't remember who it was asked that question. I was like, well, if there's anywhere, it'd be cold, it'd be miserable. But maybe in summer down there, you have the wind, basically always is westerly, and it literally just goes around and around and around Antarctica. So, um, maybe we do a relay, <laughs> a <laughs> relay effort, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it yeah. Could, could be possible yeah <laughs> with yeah. the wetsuit yeah
1: with the think,
2: wetsuits. and and <laughs>
0: booties and gloves and yeah and gloves and everything <laughs> Yeah, everything but yeah I think that's, that was a good question um but yeah on on the so yeah that's a good question so was were your feet was that the 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 biggest um problem like or was it your legs or like where was the worst pain?
1: The legs I felt it when I went on the boat at the end. Mm-hmm. when I finish, but uh, riding, yeah, sometimes you can feel the legs, but it's not uh, comparable with, with uh, sub-racing, for example, where you really feel the pain, you know, you you really feel your body's like... Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, yeah, you, you don't... And also, I think it's so cool to foil, that you you have the balance with the with the emotion that you live, and you are just focused on the good uh, thing. You know you are like mm. wow, so good. And then your body can be like
0: yeah, nah, you, you forget. Yeah, it's like it's a, it like tricks you. Like you're you're looking at the next bump and enjoying the ride you're on. You forget yeah, about the is, pain.
1: Yeah, there is something like that. Yeah. First is not so physical, like it's physical but not like suppressing or sport like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you do something that you love, it's okay. Yeah. Just yet yeah, the, the 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 feet that don't like to be static so much time. And yeah. you have also your weight on your weight on the on the board, like yeah, it was pretty like the the only thing that I felt yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: about and... uh pain.
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh, f- for me my um my calves like my lower calf muscle was like seriously working oh uh, yeah and i couldn't i couldn't walk the like two or three days after because it was just like this
1: the 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 calf is the is the curve of the of the feet no
0: no no it's the calf what? is like between just under your knee so like the the back of your the back of your shin so
1: uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like <laughs> above the ankle i guess was where i felt it. It was um. But yeah feet as well were like uh
1: but your your back your back leg no or your front leg I think
0: both? it was I think it was the back mainly yeah the back leg cuz when you yeah, pump i guess your, uh, you you push. Like push yeah pushing down on the like as you as you point you like get up onto the ball of your foot you know like like this then it, your your calf engages mm. and and that's for me was yeah. the that was the biggest issue <laughs> for me mm. but only i only did 11 hours not not 14 and a half so you know, um, yeah,
1: but uh, once again, depend on the on the condition. Like if you, yeah, yeah, you know. I don't want to.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Ah, I love it. I think it's awesome. Mm. It's um. Let's also mm. talk about um. What did you use to to fuel? Like what did you eat? I saw you had like a, like a life jacket with your radio, um. But did you have food? Did you? I
1: had uh, water.
0: Yeah.
1: I had water with uh, a mix uh, from. A brand that does really good uh, product, uh, like a uh, powder,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, organic uh, mix of uh, vitamin and and sugar and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I use for for, for suppressing. And mm-hmm. then I I using especially during this day. Mm-hmm. And I had some uh, almond paste. That's mm-hmm. what I prefer. Yeah, and I put it without the um, the plastic. Back then, I I have no risk to put the plastic on the ocean, and the, and the food is uh, directly like I can directly pick up uh, uh, yeah. pick up on my on my pocket.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, paste of uh, date, paste of fig, and c- cereal bar, but the cereal bar was like don't don't like so much the the water mm-hmm,
2: yeah like, you don't it's have soggy. to feel yeah.
1: and if it's too sunny the sh- chocolate starts to be
2: like uh, soft <laughs> yeah. and then it's
1: like and you're like oops, oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and then when i stopped i did a few stops with the boat every three hours, three hour and a half i uh, was eating rice uh, veggies and uh, hemp the mm-hmm. hemp is uh it's really something that I love to mm-hmm. eat for the power yeah hemp in a, in a powder
0: yeah nice cool yeah that's um it's always a good it, it's so much better on a foil because when we paddle like when we were paddling sups, it was so hard to uh to eat while. Yeah. while paddling but on the foil you like you hold your paddle like under your arm and then you like you know you go you eat this yeah this and it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to still focus but it's much easier you can still go mm-hmm. good speeds while eating whereas when you're the sup racing yeah um, you have to drink everything and if you stop to eat you have to stop paddling and you stop moving um yeah so for me I, it's 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 a cool uh it, it, it's nice to be able to eat while Going yeah. good speeds, you know. When
1: you do such a such a distance,
0: yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, you know, like the Tour de France, how like they're riding and you know they sit up on their bikes and they you know they grab the bag and they eat, you know, on the foil. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you know, still riding, but we're you know, hands free, which is it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that difference from from the you know the the longer distance, like you know, Molokai, four hours paddling, four or five hours paddling. Um, it's hard. You're just drinking like pretty much drinking your food and it's after a while, like drinking uh, carbohydrate and it's no matter how much or how good it is, it's after four hours, it's not good. After 12 hours, after mm-hmm. 14 hours, it's even worse. So um, I like that. The lots of natural things. So like, um, you know, you said uh, paste of almond paste of fig paste of uh, date, you know, natural, natural things. Yep. And it's uh, and then yep. rice and, um, yeah, I think a lot of people get a bit too caught up in like the nutrition. They see the triathletes, they eat the goose and the, all these sort of things that have been processed a lot. And I think it's uh, cool mm-hmm. that we can refuel by having unprocessed foods. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than anything else. So,
1: yeah, like natural, uh, natural thing. And if you like it, like if you like the taste, if there is vegetable um, protein. It's nice yeah but not I, so much like to be able to to like the almond have a protein and uh, and fat and vitamin and mm-hmm. and the fig also is really like something that you i think it's just important to have something that you like to eat yeah yeah
0: yeah because but
1: for sure the if you eat meat maybe it's more uh like ask you more effort to digest meat yeah. or something like that like
0: are you are you vegetarian
1: uh like i am vegetarian i try i breed the uh, ducks at home here
2: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes we eat one duck yeah but i don't buy the i don't eat the meat from the supermarket
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't like the way it's done so i prefer to do it myself when we do it it's really occasionally yeah, but or sometimes fish, but not so
0: much. Yeah, I have yeah.
1: A, mainly a plant, a plant-based. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: uh, alimentation.
0: Yeah, no, it's similar to me, which is interesting because a lot of me people too? would. Yeah, yeah, I'm mainly like if I'm eating um at home, it's like all vegetables, and mm-hmm. sometimes someone will bring over some fish and we'll eat some fish, but um, and if we go out. I eat fish too because sometimes there's no vegetarian meals. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I haven't had like red meat or you know, chicken or duck or anything like that for I don't know, probably five or six years, or probably five years now since um, mm-hmm. since uh, Denmark ISA, which that was when I had the oh, yeah. last, yeah, that was the last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a um, before that event, I had uh, Remember my last meat meal was like a like a lamb shank in in um, Sweden, <laughs> of all things. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and that was nice. But I just uh, like you, like you said, uh, takes longer to to digest. So um, mm. yeah, I find fish every now and then is okay, and then uh, yeah, vegetables is fine for me, and it's yeah mm. interesting, right?
1: Yeah, it's just to know about how to eat well and to find the protein on the vegetable and to have a diversity of, uh, of food and, and it's completely possible. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Actually, when I discovered that I felt better, like at least to try, and then I discovered that I felt, uh, that I feel better not eating meat. So keep it. And yeah. it
0: works yeah. Well. yeah. 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 now Same with me. I just thought I would try and see if how I would feel and, um, Actually at first, my energy levels were a little bit low, but I went and saw my like my doctor do my like my my bloods and she said okay, you need to have more of this, this and this and she said, if you're gonna not eat meat, you need to be doing this and from then on it's been like uh healthier than ever you know so it's it's uh that's no, cool
1: mm-hmm. yeah I didn't know that you were a vegetarian
0: hmm. yeah uh, yeah I guess pescetarian but ma- yeah mainly plant-based yeah yeah
2: vegetarian. yeah yeah
0: it's hard to uh, I'm, not, I'm not that strict i guess you know it's hard to not hard to not have uh sometimes it's better to eat something than nothing <laughs> you know
1: yeah for sure for sure yeah. it's not easy to
0: be yeah 100% yeah. Mm. Mm. and i love and i love japanese so you know the the, the sushi is good
1: <laughs> the sushi yeah it's super hot to eat yeah. the vegetarian sushi <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah um well that's that, that yeah. was uh, anything else you want to add to explain like the world record foil that you set like anything little bits we missed out that you want to add or
1: uh, yeah I, mean, I would like to add that uh, that sub, sub, subdomain foil is an amazing sport and that we are really living something incredible. We are really lucky to to leave it because it's the beginning of a beautiful history and it's the um, also what I think it's also beautiful in a sport it's to have the like uh, the peace between a uh, gender and to be like to support um, each other and to and to really uh, get the harmony and to find like a good way to, to be all together, and I I feel that sub like always did, even in SUP racing, we were really unique, and and then it's super cool to to feel it also in domain foil with the same community and the same human value, and then there is no bad energy, you know, going into it because the the gender is also a bigger, bigger topic you know mm. it's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like in wing foiling what we see in wing foiling it's uh, like pretty strange but luckily it's a uh, really cool in sub and uh and yeah super excited to meet uh, everyone in, in uh, hawaii in the next week like uh,
0: yeah, let's let
2: Let's go into that. So, guys.
0: yeah, because you're so you're coming to Hawaii for I guess downwind month or the races, and we spoke before we started recording, but you're doing um, Maui, to Molokai, Padalumua, and then Molokai to Oahu. So, um, mm-hmm. I guess obviously, uh, I was going to ask how your training's going, but obviously you just did a, a very long distance run. How does your mindset change from um, you know doing? 14 and a half hours of downwinding to, I guess, in Hawaii. I'm expecting the races to be somewhere, or like, you know, the Maui to Molokai, you know, and Molokai to Oahu, probably around two hours. And then, um, you know, Padlamua is like a sprint. It'll be like, you know, 20 minutes or yeah. 30 minutes, you know. So, how, how do you change up your training for, for that? Or, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is.
2: Yeah.
1: So, it's like everything is so new that it's uh, we can't expect anything like it's just about uh, giving the best and and the, the the like the good thing and the weird thing i don't feel so like tired with my with this long of course i take a few days to to get better and recover well but I don't feel like dead, like after an Ironman, for uh, for example. And and then this is pretty nice because I can still train and do some more short training and and push uh, more. But it's so in, in in foiling. It's so much about like your start, and it's also about a little bit of luck. You know, to be on the good bump and to read well and not doing mistakes like being, uh, like, to have the, to be clever, you know, to, about your equipment also as well. So I go, I go to Maui more to learn more by being with great people, with bigger passion and, and to exchange with other riders and to, and to see what is going on in Hawaii, to check, you know, to do, to do a little uh, check around, like on Instagram, uh, we see that every like a lot of things are uh, happening. Yeah. But then to see it for in a uh, real, will be uh, amazing. And also to meet the them all that we met on the social network, but not in the reality. So super cool to, to see uh, all the, like, uh, every... Uh, Everyone there, Mm -hmm. and yeah, without uh, expectation, just uh, giving the best and having a lot of fun, and and uh, let's see what will, what will, what will happen.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's sort of similar to me. It's uh, for for you and I, like we've we've raced stand ups, and um, with that, it's more uh dedicated training and, and speeds and you, you know if you're in the mix because uh i guess it's an oldest stand-up isn't that old and older sport but it's not as new as foiling is and foiling is just all the gear is getting better and better you know it's just everyone's getting yeah. faster and faster and at, at this point in time i think it's less about less about who wins it but it's about being there being a part of it and uh you know, enjoying it you know because it's mm-hmm. because it like as you said there's obviously you can what we, what 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 we can control is um how early we can get up and going and then i guess staying up and going but other, other than that like if you fall that's bad if you don't get up at the beginning of the race that's bad but in the middle of it like everything else there's you know your equipment can Give you an advantage or a disadvantage for certain parts of the of the mm-hmm. of the race and then uh and uh with, with equipment improving and getting so quick so fast some, some one person could have the best foil for the day and good on them for doing the work beforehand to get everything dialed in but also it's probably a little bit lucky that they picked the right foil in some respects too because yeah. you never know what the conditions are going to be like um Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have said to me, oh, put my money on you to win the Molokai, and I'm like, oh. it, you know, anyone could win it. I, I would honestly say I think realistically That's- I think 10 to 15 people could could realistically win the race, and it could be a different person for every race in Hawaii. You know, Maui to Molokai, one person, Padalamua, another person, Hood River, another person, and Molokai to Oahu another person. Like it could be four different winners for the entire the mm. entire month. I'd, I'd be surprised if the same person won everything, probably impossible because Padalamua and Hood River are the same weekend. Um, but <laughs> even, even for Maui to Molokai and Molokai to Oahu, I think it'll be a different person winning. Um, and it'll be, I'm just excited to be over there in the mix and it sounds like you are too. So it's um, that's going to be a fun fun month over mm-hmm. there and uh, looking forward to it and getting a few runs in with you and getting a few runs in with everyone else that's heading over for the, for the race should be fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you will stay in um maui
0: yeah i'll be in maui for uh-huh. the whole time i'm I'm not i was planning on going to hood river but uh like we spoke before with molokai to oahu literally uh a week before i uh, say molokai to oahu hood river and then m2m it was just it made more sense for me to stay on maui for the entire time because yeah to fly to hood river and then fly back you know there's travel there's jet lag and there's uh, also i'm bringing my family with me so um if i was going to go to hood mm. river it was three days to away from the family yes. and then come back and so we'll just have a bit of a family holiday and enjoy mm. this awesome new sport
2: All the time yeah,
0: yeah. it should be fun
1: so, so excited
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: well it's really thanks. amazing yeah yeah thanks so much olivia um I'm, thanks to you yeah i'm stoked that. You achieved, you, you know, you achieved that mammoth you know, record and um I'm excited to get a few runs over with you in Maui and, yeah, it'll be a, a good month, a good month ahead. Mm.
1: Thank you so much, James. Yeah. And uh, thank you for having, opening the, the way of the ultra long-distance uh, run and uh, yeah. it's also thanks to you and, yeah, it's uh, like super, super cool to be part of it and to, yeah, to have decided at some point that subdom windfall was the 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 sport and dedicate at one hundred percent and and super happy to see what happened next. Like, um,
0: so yeah. cool. I feel like uh, three hundred k's in one day is just a matter of time now. You know, it's just. You know, yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, incredible to see how grow uh, how how fast uh, the 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 sport grow
2: Yeah, it's
1: Like when you did two, like when you did two hundred k last year it was like what is this? Like it was.
2: Yeah. Over.
1: Uh, like, and then now is we are talking about three hundred k.
0: Yeah yeah and then who knows yeah. as foils get faster and you know people find conditions that are good it's mm-hmm. yeah there's no limit and i'm sure people will learn to foil in the dark it's just hard but with a full <laughs> with, a, with a full moon it's possible right with a
1: full moon, it's possible yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah just That's...
1: need no no shock because they like the the noise and the vibration of the foil so
2: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah That'd no, be uh oh, it's exciting yeah. exciting time and I think you said it well, Olivia. It's uh, we're so lucky to be a part of this of th- like this time in history and yeah, mm. just enjoy.
1: Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thanks Thank Olivia. You, James. I'll, I'll see you in Maui. I'll see you soon.
2: Yeah, see you yeah. in Maui. Yeah. ciao. ciao. See you soon. Ciao.